Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm really honoured by your presence. Um, today we're going to start on something that has been going on in the news. I think you have been aware of um, the PFI scandal uh, where they want to make uh, Hindustan uh, an Islamic land within 20 years. Okay, and I know there are some people who've been emailing me about it, um, and I said I will do a series on it. So yes, I am going to start this series on it. Um, I'm not going to come to it right away uh, because there's history in it. Okay, so I'm just going to start off by saying, um, look, I've always said that religions are colonial empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect the empires, especially Abrahamic religions. They are not religions as in um, God. It is Abrahamic. They are feudal empires and they've just converted it into religions. Uh, and a lot of people do the same, a lot of other groups do the same thing. It's all about power. Um, dharma is a science, it's not a religion. But we've been, we've succumbed to religion instead of dharma. And, and religion is a dharma. Religion is not dharma. Um, so nothing that we practice today is uh, dharma, we are still doing a dharma because we are submitting to religion. Um, and the moment you submit, you become a slave uh, and you have colonialism, you have feudalism, and that's exactly what has happened in these Abrahamic religions. And unfortunately, they have occupied our minds. We have become the Abrahamic, the Abrahamic occupation of our minds has led us astray and led us to be slaves. So we need to wake up with knowledge. Spread the knowledge, spread the news, heal through knowledge. The moment you heal, no one can touch you. But when it's when you don't heal, people can come and, and put place their fear in you. Uh, so it is important to understand this concept. Um, I'm going to start with colonial empires, the Islamic empire. We've already talked about this, but it's important to look back at it. Now, again, I'm not pointing fingers here, okay? It's very important to understand this is history. We cannot change the past. It is history. It needs to be talked about. But we cannot uh, we cannot harm others. We cannot change the past. It is to learn from the past. Uh, rise up and heal and look what we can change into this world because it's happening again and again. We cannot change. So it's the currents that form our waves. When you understand the currents, offload the baggage, the garbage, take it out from your head, then you'll be free. And then no one can come in place and you rent-free, no one can occupy rent-free space in your mind. So this is not to blame people of today's world. Uh, this is not to blame the modern uh, generation. It is to understand the past. A lot of people don't know the past. Some people have read it, some people have not, but I'm going to go through a little bit of uh, Islamic history. Uh, not history as such, but uh, 
the invasion of the Islamic colonial empires onto the Indian subcontinent. Now, I someone posted this on on a Facebook page, and uh, I got a link to it. It comes from it's the Islamic invasion of India and the greatest genocide in history. Uh, I got this from the Center of Arab and Islamic Law, uh, written by um, a Palestinian, a Swiss Pal Palestinian. I think he is of uh, a Christian descent, however. But uh, it is uh, a website that he has, the Center of Arab and Islamic Law is from where I'm reading this. And it was published by Sami Al-Deeb in 2018, March of 2018, so we're four years down the line. And someone, someone posted a link, so I'm going to read from it. Um, and he briefly describes quoting the Farishta. Uh, that is a um, history book in uh, Islamic, one of the is Islamic history books. Um, and he, he quotes all these books and he briefly gives you the Islamic history of India. So Muslim historian Farishta, full name Muhammad Qasim Hindu Shah, born in 1560 and died in 1620. The author of the famous Tariq-e-Farishta and Gulshan-e-Ibrahim uh, was the first to give an idea to the medieval bloodbath that was India during the Muslim rule. When he declared that there were 400 million Hindus, uh, got slaughtered during the Muslim Islamic invasion and occupation of India, survived, got enslaved, and castrated. Indian population is said to have been around 600 million at the time of the Muslim invasion. By the 1500s, the Hindu population was 200 million. By the time the British arrived at the shores of India, and after centuries of Islamic rule, India, uh, Islamic law ruling India, the Hindu population was not behaving like its normal self. They were behaving like Muslims. They were, there have been many witnesses reports from the British archives of horrendous Hindu incidents that were shocking in cruelty to the British. So when I say the Abrahamic occupation of our mind. So we can call ourselves a label. We can say we're Hindu. We can say we're this, this label. But when we've been occupied by an ideology for so long, we become that ideology and the ideology does not match the label. So we're Hindu or we are from Hind, but the ideal, we are Abrahamicized. We are Abrahamic occupation of our mind. Uh, we have Abrahamized the concept of Hind. Uh, Hind is now Abrahamic, it is not Hind, it is not Dharma. Um, so by the time uh, the British arrived to the shores of India and after the centuries of Islamic law ruling India, the Hindu population was not behaving like their normal self. They were behaving like Muslims. Uh, there were many witnesses reports from the British archives of horrendous Hindu incidents that were shocking in cruelty to the British and they therefore sometimes refer to the people as savages. Yes, anyone who gets contaminated by the association with Islamic culture truly gets tainted and savage. That is exactly why it's so detrimental and dangerous. Today, like other cultures, which with a soul massacred by Islam, India is not truly a Hindu nation. Uh, India is a shadow of Islam, a Hinduified uh, version of Islam, where every human atrocity has been emulated, adopted into culture, 
uh, previously alien to such brutality, and associations with its foreign Mohammedan pest. These Islamic habits have become adopted and accepted as normal part of Indian culture, but we look at the pre-Islamic Indian culture, it was general a benevolent culture of knowledge and learning, much more so than it is today. From the time of the Umayyad dynasty to the last Mughal Bahadur Shah Zafar, so widely praised as great, lead, great leaders by Indian historians themselves, entire cities were burned down and populations massacred, with hundreds of thousands killed in every campaign, the similar numbers deported as slaves. Every new invader made offered literally hills of Hindu skulls. Thus, the conquest of Afghanistan in the year 1000 was followed by the annihilation of the Hindu population. The region is still called Hindu Kush, that is the Hindu slaughter. So he quotes uh, also the Mughal Empire's spread and occupation of India, the genocide suffered by Hindus and Sikhs of India at the hands of the Arab, the Turkish, the Mughal, the Afghan occupying forces for a period of 800 years is as yet formally unrecognized by the world. The only similar genocide in recent past was that of the Jewish people at the hands of the Nazis. The Holocaust of Hindus in India was even greater of even greater proportions. The only difference was that it continued for 800 years. The brutal regimes were effectively overpowered in life and death, struggle by Sikhs in Punjab, the Maratha Hindu armies in the south, um, in other parts of India in the late 1700s. We have elaborate literary evidence of the world's biggest holocaust from existing historical contemporary eyewitness accounts. The historians and biographers of the invading armies and subsequent secular, subsequent rulers of India have left quite detailed records of the atrocities they committed in their day-to-day -day encounters of Indian Hindus. Um, these contemporary records boasted about and glorified the crimes that were committed and genocides of tens and thousands of Hindus, mass rapes of Hindu women and the destructions of thousands of ancient Hindus. Buddhist temples and libraries have been well documented and provided solid proof of the world's biggest holocaust. Um, Dr. Conrad Els, in his article, was there an Islamic genocide on Hindus, states, There is no official estimate of the total death toll of Hindus on the hands, at the hands of Islam. A first glance at the importance, important testimonies by Muslim chronicles suggests that over 13 centuries and a territory as vast as the subcontinent, Muslim holy warriors easily killed more Hindus than 6 million Jews of the Holocaust. Farishta lists several occasions um, where the Bahami Sultanates of central India killed an 100,000 Hindus, which they uh, set as a minimum goal. Whenever they felt like punishing the Hindus, they were only third rank provincial and they were only a third-ranked provincial dynasty. The biggest slaughters took place at the time of Muhammad Ghazni during the actual conquest of North India uh, by Muhammad Ghori and his lieutenants in 1192 and under the Delhi Sultanate of between 1206 and 1526. The Muslim conquests down to the 16th century were for the Hindus a pure struggle of life and death. Entire cities were burned down and populations massacred with hundreds of thousands killed in every campaign. Um, 
and similar numbers deported as slaves. Every new invader made often literally his hills of Hindu skulls. Thus the conquest of Afghanistan in the year 1000 was followed by the annihilation of the Hindu population. Uh, the region is still called Hindu Kush, that is Hindu slaughter. Um, Will Durant in his book, uh, The Story of Civilization, Our Oriental Heritage, says the Mohammedan conquest of India is probably the bloodiest story in history. The Islamic historians and scholars were recorded with great glee, um, glee and pride the slaughter of Hindus, forced conversions, abduction of Hindu women and children to slave markets, and the destruction of temples carried out by the warriors of Islam during eight, from 800 to 17. 800 AD to 1700 AD. Millions of Hindus were converted to Islam by the sword and during this period. Uh, Francois Gauthier in his book Rewriting Indian History wrote the massacres perpetrated by Muslims in India have are unparalleled in history, bigger than the holocaust of Jews by Nazis, or the massacre of the Armenians by Turks, more extensive even than the slaughter of South American native populations by the invading Spanish and Portuguese. Um, uh, Fernand Braudel wrote A History of Civilizations. The Islamic rule in India as a colonial experiment was extremely violent. The Muslims could not rule the country except by systematic terror. Cruelty was the norm. Burning, summary execu uh, ex executions, crucifixions, impalements, inventive tortures. Hindu temples were destroyed to make way for mosques. On occasions there were forced conversions. If ever there was an uprising, it was instantly savaged uh, and repressed. Uh, houses were burned, the countryside was laid waste, men were slaughtered, and women were taken as slaves. Um, Alan Daniel Liu, in his book L'Histoire de Land, writes, From the time Muslims started arriving around 632 AD, the history of India becomes a long, monotonous series of murders, massacres, spoilations, and destructions. It is, as usual, in the name of holy war or the fate of their sole god that the barbarians have destroyed civilizations, wiped out, and wiped out entire races. Everyone Hussein in his article, The Demons of the Past, uh, observes While historical events should be judged in the context of their times, it cannot be denied that even that bloody period of history, no mercy was shown to the Hindus, unfortunate enough to be in the part of either the Arab conquerors, conquerors of Sindh and South Punjab or the Central Asians who swept into Afghanistan. The Muslim heroes uh, who figure larger than life in our history books committed some dreadful crimes. Muhammad Ghazni, Qutb bin Aybak, Balban, Muhammad bin Qasim, Sultan Muhammad Tughlaq, all have blood-stained hands and the passage of years have not been cleansed. Seen through Hindu eyes, the Muslim invasion of the homeland was an unmitigated disaster. The temples were raised, the idols smashed, the women raped, the men killed or taken slaves. Uh, when Muhammad of Ghazni entered Somnath, one of his annual raids, he slaughtered 50,000 inhabitants. Uh, Aiba killed and enslaved hundreds of thousands in the list of horrors of long, uh, long and painful. These conquerors justified their deeds by claiming it was their religious duty 
to smite non-believers. Cloaking themselves in the banner of Islam, they claimed they were fighting for their own fate, when in reality they were indulging in straightforward slaughter and pillage. The Afghan ruler Muhammad al-Ghazni invaded India no less than 17 times between 101 and um, 1026 AD. The book Tariq-e-Yamin, written by his secretary, uh, documents several episodes in his bloody military campaigns. The blood of the infidels flowed so copiously um, at the Indian city of Taneshar that the stream was discolored, notwithstanding its purity, and people were unable to drink it. The infidels deserted the fort and tried to cross the foaming wall. But many of them were taken, were then slain, taken and drowned. Nearly 50,000 were killed, it, and he quotes. In contemporary records, Taj ul Masir by Hassan Nizam and Naishpuri, it is stated that when Kutab Idin Aybuk um, conquered Mirat, he demolished all the Hindu temples and the cities and erected mosques on their sites. Uh, in the city of Aligarh, he converted Hindu inhabitants by, to Islam by the, the sword and beheaded all those who were dear to their own religion. Uh, the Persian historian Vasaf writes in his book um, that when the Al-Din Kilji, an Afghan of Turkish origin and a second ruler of Kilji dynasty in India, 1295-1336, captured the city of Kambayat at the head of the Gulf of Kambay, he killed the adult male Hindu inhabitants for the glory of Islam, setting flowing rivers of blood and sent women of the country with their gold, silver and jewels to his own home, and made about 20,000 maidens in his private slaves. India is deep, long cultural history. Hinduism began there around 1500 BC and Buddhism around 6th century BC. The culture has evolved impressive intellectual, religious and artistic pursuits. Pre and post the early days of Islam, Indian scholars took their work, uh, works in science, maths, um, algebra, geometry and the so-called Arabic numbers are actually Hindu ones, medicine, philosophy, etc. to the course of others, including Muslims. Uh, others came to study in India, established universities. Indian Children were educated in relatively widespread education system in the in a wide variety of subjects, that is science, medicine, philosophy. India started architecture was uh, Indians art and architecture was magnificent. They were prosperous people. Then came Islam, slaughter, slavery, rape, violence, pillage, destruction, religious sites, art, architecture, poverty. Uh, Exploitation, humiliation, famine, forced conversion, declined, decline in the intellectual pursuits, um, social destruction and a worsening of social skills. To Islam, anything that is not Islamic is from the time of ignorance, zalalia, and must be destroyed or appropriated and called Islam. The onslaught created uh, gypsies destroyed Hindu Afghanistan um, and formed Pakistan, Kashmir and Bangladesh. 
The cost of the Muslim invasions is massive in lives, wealth, and culture. Estimates suggest that 60 to 80 million died at the hands of Muslim invaders, and rulers became 1,025 alone. Um, over the years, over 500 years, the population fell. Impossible, you think? In the War of Independence in Bangladesh, 1971, the Muslim Pakistani army killed 1.5 to 3 million Muslims. In just nine months, the, the world took looked the other way, but we always, but we don't always when it's Muslims com committing violence. The actual number of Hindus uh, brutally slaughtered by Muslims were around 400, not 50 to 60 million. Um, so there's a lot to read in this chapter, but I'm not going to read it all for today. Um, I'm going to let you read it because it's on my Facebook page. Uh, what is very important said, I'm not blaming the modern people. So please do not uh, go and, you know, use violence against modern people. It is to understand the history of the past, the currents that form our waves, the atwa, all that lies in between. Once you understand it, whichever side you're on, if you're, if you're neutral, you will heal. Once you know the information, you will heal. It's automatically you heal. And then people will confront you. You'll meet people who are a mirror image of who you are okay um and so don't fret and this is not to cause any violence against any community very very important um it is to understand the past i i hope that you will read uh, a lot more it's on my facebook page and tomorrow i'm going to try and bring a, a, an episode on the pfi so i just wanted you to understand the history of india and the mughal conquest um a basic history um, and it is important to understand this history, lest we, we repeat the same, and more importantly, um, we don't go on and do it in someone else's land because currents keep forming their waves. So tonight's episode is a short episode. Um, it's about the colonial um, history of, uh, of Islam in India, because Islam is a colonial empire. It has never been... Um, a religion never will it be and i hope you can understand that uh research it um and we'll ready be ready for tomorrow until then have a great weekend fellows thank you so much for stopping by to listen